0: From MPW Digital Network comes Cast Iron Table, the network's latest podcast for foodies. Look at the char we're getting. That—that That is what we're going for. Oh, isn't that hot, guys? Yeah, let's go with peppercorns. Thank you, because without peppercorns, it's not steak a poivre.
1: <sighs> it can't be. Archer! By, like, definition. Today's show focuses on taste and drinks from the South, as well as some of your questions.
0: I am not chugging beer. I'm sampling a flight of gluten-free German lagers with a French wine pairing. It's called a smorgasbien and it's elegantly cultural. All right, Randy, you should probably lay off the old vine Neuf de pape MPW Digital invites you to come sit down at Cast Iron Table with the Country Club of Oxford's executive chef,
1: Jonathan Oliver, and the host of the program, Chase Parra.
0: How intelligent do you have to be to take a food order?
1: Ma'am, you're absolutely right and
0: uh, I apologize. I'm gonna get this fixed for you
1: right away. Welcome to this week's Cast Iron Table. I'm Chase Parm, along with Executive Chef of the Country Club of Oxford, Jonathan Oliver. As always, today we are going to talk vegetables. It's the spring. It's sh- it's coming a rain, a shower outside right now, but it does make for pretty good vegetable season. Some new stuff it's coming in. Kind of what to what what to avoid, what not. On the show today, as always, you can check out me on Twitter at Rivals Chase. You can check out Jonathan at Oxford CC John J O N there on Twitter as well. And uh, thank you for everybody that listens through Podbean. You can go to castirontable.podbean.com or on iTunes. It's coming to you from the MPW Digital Network. You can search MPW Digital on iOS or iTunes. You get all of our shows, including our flagship box tracks on podcasts, this one, After Hours, and other things that we do there through iTunes. Jonathan, uh, Good see it's today as we uh, we're getting into vegetables. You're going to have to kind of talk me through it a little bit because I, I, I like them but it's a lot like when you put cream of mushroom soup or something yeah. in my casserole. Don't tell me about it. I need to just try it first because I do get scared off at times by we some of these to, things. try um,
0: to, you know, here I try to you know, do two different sides for each entree. So I try to change it up with, we have Woodson Ridge um, their food truck comes every Thursday. So I get on there I pick off of whatever they have what's in season um, such as this week we got some huge bulb spring onions that were just dynamite um, radishes turnips um, and a lot of people don't like that but i think if you put it with say you like a pork chop and you're gonna get that you'll try it i'd th- like to get people to try things that they don't like do something a little different for it and then it kind of you jump on the wagon there and you're like oh wow i didn't even realize i like that but
1: I do. I'm allergic to tomatoes. That's the one thing the seeds, that. Right? Do what? Just the seeds, or it has to be cooked. If, if it's fr- if it's a fresh tomato, I'm allergic right. to it. Okay. I, I I have a weird reaction to it. If it's cooked though, because I love marinara sauce, yeah, I love all that kind of kind stuff. Of sauce, yeah. All good there, but if it's fresh tomato, so I, you can't eat I them roasted. Out. I probably could. I stay away. That's one of my favorite. See, this is what happens it to me, and it, it's probably something I should try a little more. I even stay away from fried green tomatoes, which most people love, yeah. but it's just because I have this weird aversion to tomatoes in general. Fried other green than tomatoes are salts.
0: great, but they're
1: they're also something
0: that I feel, you know, a lot of people get those in at any time of the year. So you're getting them from Mexico or from wherever. Get them when they're in season. You know, like it, it's which a total is. different, which is, you know, you can get them now, but they're not from here. Um, you can get them. I think Louisiana's starting to come in with some green tomatoes, um, but – the you know it's just a totally different ball game you soak them in buttermilk get a little uh you know get you a little panko and then fry uh that and i like to do a little uh again back to last week we talked about the galatoise remoulade i hope people got on there and tried that it's so great layer that with some nice arugulas in season right now arugula fried green tomato um you could even do some buffalo mozzarella in between kind of melt that with the uh the red remoulade from galatoise over the top that's a classic you can add lump crab meat on top right i think that's a classic app crawfish crawfish right now shrimp are really good right now any 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 shellfish i think goes well with those things the, the um fried green tomato blt sandwich you know we used to do that with shrimp and do kind of a wrap for lunch um and i think you would probably like that but again if it's fried are you okay with it i don't know. I think so probably okay, well maybe it's something you should try and and roasting tomatoes too i think taking a whole aroma tomato putting your oven at 200 degrees tossing you know those tomatoes and some oil salt and pepper roast them for about an hour and a half on low they just get this great smoky roast flavor and that's something that you can cool down and put into a salad that's something you could have on the side to do in your pasta Um, you can make a sauce out of that in your food processor. It just gives it that another, just a whole other flavor. Um, And that could also go over your fried green tomato as a sauce too.
1: What's the purpose of the buttermilk? You mentioned that earlier. What's that doing? Um,
0: I think it breaks down kind of the acidity in there, and it breaks down the tomato, makes it a little looser. Um, And then it it coats it, you know, for when you're going to batter it. Um, I go back to the rice flour I love. Um, It's kind of a mix of rice flour, flour, and panko. Gives it kind of that crunchy flavor. Or you can do, you know, the Grit Girl and get her cornmeal um, and go that route, which will give it a little more of a southern flair. Put some seasoning in there that you like, um, just preferably whatever you like, um, and then um, go from that way.
1: People are finicky about vegetables. What's the biggest thing you find that people have aversions to? What, what, what do people avoid the most from vegetable um, standpoint? You know,
0: it's weird in Oxford, and then I've noticed at the club, people don't eat a lot of onions, and it is it drives me crazy. I love an onion. I can eat it, you know, in any way. Um, but I have quite a few people, I don't want an onion on this burger, I don't want onion in that, or can I get pasta without onion, or, you know, numerous ways, and it's, I don't know, I guess I grew up eating a lot of onions, my mom loved onions, you know, my family did, so.
1: To me, a hamburger is not complete without an onion, for a the bite and the too. crisp. I love and a grilled the- onion, too. Yeah. you got to be able to get into it right there.
0: And like those spring onions I was talking about earlier, I mean, those are really nice looking right now. We're going to roast those whole and do candied spring onions where you saute it after they're – you can blanch them or you can roast them and cool them down. And then toss it in a little oil sauteed with a little brown sugar. Um, and then I'll give it a candy onion. It's kind of cool on as with grits over a fish dish or, you know, you could cool those down again and add them into your salad. Um, you know, on a burger, you could do a special burger, you know, with Gouda cheese and you know, candied spring onion on top. I mean, there's a million things you can do with that. But for here, it's kind of one of those things I got to do back there, and I can eat it. But most of the time, it's not going to get on. What's plate. the best
1: way to incorporate a onion into a guy that's scared of it?
0: Um, I would say any anyway way cooked. You know, I think don't raw, go fresh onion. Yeah, <laughs> don't straight up you know raw dog onion. But I think. You know, I think – I like them caramelized with a little Worcestershire on the flat top and then on my burger. I think there's – it's hard to beat that flavor. Um, But, you know, and and then mix it into something. You know, when you mix in and make a marinara or make uh, any kind of sauce or, you know, a lot of times they don't know it's even in there. And they eat it, you know, and you get by – my sister doesn't like onions, and I've snuck numerous family meals into her food that she – you know, seem to like, never say anything about it.
1: It amazes me a little bit the people that eat maybe like the Philly cheesesteak and stuff without the onions. To oh, me, you I need the onions. The cheese, That's
0: yeah. the Yeah, you gotta have the onion. I, I you know, and I you know, the classic Philly cheese is the, the cheese whiz mm-hmm. on there on the See bread. I
1: don't that, nothing about that. That didn't do anything I, for me. You know,
0: I I thought it was kinda weird the time I went there, I had it and I'm like, Wow, it really makes sense. It's not it's kinda gross, it's unhealthy as can be, but it worked. You know, I don't think it will work well here, but if I'm in Philly, I'm going to eat it like it
1: should be. You know, some of them put the french fries on there. and
0: the Yeah, I like that too. You know, the french fry po' boy in New Orleans is phenomenal. I think with grilled onions on there and, and poured with debris sauce. and, and
1: the We fries. mentioned the hamburger crunch. I, I know a guy that puts potato chips on the burger. Oh, yeah,
0: I've seen that. With like Doritos. Yeah, just whatever, just gives it, the, even little like little ruffles crunch. or
1: something, just a little crunch to it.
0: Yeah, that sounds cool too.
1: I bypassed the most important question. What are you sipping on?
0: i am sipping on the 2016 ipa from southern prohibition which is they had i think three or four kegs come to oxford and i snagged one they kind of throw any ipa that comes they have a few kegs of i'll, I'll try to snag that
1: bells in oxford now are you seeing kind of a push toward that people people scooping this weekend that up pretty i saw good. a
0: bunch um you know we had double decker this weekend which was awesome out it was 80 degrees i think 65,000 people showed up um we went to the Growler, which was by the main stage, and they had all the Bell's products on uh, on tap. Then, so, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a put. I think it's a great beer.
1: I'm gonna get to what works in a second, but you mentioned the tomatoes a minute ago. If you're getting them now, you're getting some other places, but Louisiana's starting to come in a little bit. Yeah. What are some other things that are not in season now that, if you're just looking for complete freshness and freshness and local, it's not the kind of vegetable like to grow for around something at the moment.
0: that that I could get that still tastes good, that's not in season? Yeah, it's good?
1: whatever. Yeah. What, what, what should people that are um, just looking for local fresh maybe avoid right now?
0: Oh, to avoid? Well, I think any fruit. You know, like I, fruit doesn't taste good right now to me. Honeydew, cantaloupe, all that. I'm more of a, a little deeper summer guy on that. I mean, we get them because I have kids here that have to have fruit. I have Chase Parham that loves fruit on the sides of everything. So we get it. But, you know, it, it you can see a dramatic increase in flavor the later it gets in the season, um, you know, apples are in. You know, they're they're coming pretty strong. Um, you can do you know numerous things with that. I'm not a huge apple guy, but we'll make sauce, do a pork chop, you know, basic things like that. See,
1: I I've fallen in love with Honeycrisp apples. Oh yeah, those are good. I don't want anything else now. I've had enough Honeycrisp now. Where don't give me any other kind of apple. I don't care. I just want that kind.
0: Yeah, you're you're hooked
1: to the point where I go to the if I go to the grocery store or something and they don't have them. I just don't buy apples that day.
0: I think right now you got the Fuji, the Granny Smith, the Gold, and the Red on the list that I had this week. Um, you know, I have to get those. I'll get those for you next time I see them come in. You know, peppers. Peppers are kind of the thing that you know you can get all year round because they're wearing them out in, in California all year. You know, so and it's not. And again, back to our shipping, things are getting here. You know, quicker than they used to be. It's not like it's on a train ride to get across the country. You know, it's on an airplane or You know, it's an overnight delivery, so they can pick them, have them washed off, ready to go in the next day. Um, And I, you know, I'm big on radish. I used to, I did not like radishes at all um, until I had Woodson Ridge had some, and we did them this year. And we would, you know, shave them real thin and go in a salad, or we would blanch them, um, and you know, and then cool them down and uh, have that for, uh, you know, numerous like. Candy, also, candy radish or sauteed into your mixed vegetable, mm-hmm. whatever you have for a fillet dish, or with your baked potato. Um, you know, we have to have a fillet on our menu. It's kind of a constant. You know, that'll never leave. I think everybody wants a piece of meat every once in a while.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned this earlier before we started the show. What in the world is a ramp?
0: Well, ramps are. It's 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 in the garlic family. It is a. They're actually from. Um, when I found out about them, I was living in Charlotte, which, you know, was out about, you know, I would say an hour, 20 minutes from Asheville. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about ramps at all. Um, and my buddy, he worked at a mountain air country club, which is uh, up above Asheville. And they were just, they would, they grew like weeds. So they would go out and people would hunt them and sell them and, and have them. And they're, they're, it's, it's more of a spicy garlic. It's kind of what I would describe to that.
1: Kind of sounds good. Um,
0: It's really good. They're hard to find. I got them once here in Oxford, and I got the the, the produce guy to get them. Comes in. I found your ramps. Well, I was all excited. I look at the price, and he charged me, like, $150 for, like, 15 pounds of ramps. Oh, gosh. And it's like buying weeds, pretty much. And I'm like, holy cow. You know, and I already had it. It was there. I'm like, man, you could at least give me a little warning on this. Puts you know? the pressure on you to prepare that thing I correctly. I had to do a lot it? of different. You know, I'd throw it into a soup, a pesto, um, you know, a crust for a fish. I mean, I, I froze. They froze really well, which helped a little bit. Um, we froze them whole. The um, I don't know. I I think they're really cool to do as a pesto. You take the the end off, um, instead of with like you know you would use your basil or parsley, and you could do them with a ramp with your pine nuts and your parm, and do that in a pasta, or over you know a nice piece of fish. Salmon probably goes really well, or whatever's in season that you can get at the store.
1: You mentioned in season, kind of go that direction a little bit. What right now? What are we? What are we looking at? What do you like?
0: Um, right now, you know, I did. I've gotten arugula this week. Um, artichokes are coming in there uh, you know you can get a whole artichoke stuffed artichokes are phenomenal I think it's just a lot of work it's tedious you got the prickly tops you got to peel off you got to, um pretty much blanch those you can stuff them you can roast them I like to get in sometimes the quartered artichokes and make a um, which I had when we went to the sugar bowl this year I went to uh, Lowe's outside of uh, mid-city and they had a artichoke and cream soup for lunch, and it you know I was like oh, I'm gonna try it. Why why not? I just it wasn't in the mood for fries. I think I had ten pounds of fries by the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, I got that, and man, it was so good. It was just creamy. It was kind of got that bite of Parm, and it had the the artichoke in there, and it was so good. And it was so easy to make. That's something you could look up and make. It was like four ingredients, and it was just it was dynamite. What about
1: Brussels sprouts?
0: I do love Brussels. That's more of a you know back into the more of a fall
1: winter dish oh really um, yeah. avoid that right
0: now no i mean you you can get them you can get them but yeah i'm, I'm you know i'm more that if it's on the truck i want to get it you know or if i know and anybody can look up and say what's your favorite springtime veg and you can see that on on, on facebook or i mean on, online but um brussels sprouts you know beer butter bacon and brussels sprouts that's your your four major ingredients and in slow and low you know Let's cook it down. Let's cook down the bacon. Add onions in there. I think people would like it. I do it with onions. Um, cook them down. Add the beer, a little bit of butter. Um, let them go long. You know, you they're really green off the bat. You want to get them kind of that, uh, I'd say, Hunter's Green mm-hmm. color. Um, and then a little brown sugar. You know, like you're cooking collard greens, I, I compare to cooking Brussels kind of the same way. And there's something that you can cool down also for me, and I can reheat to order on a night of service you know per side um we did a lot of that this this winter you know during football season i sold quite a bit of brussels
1: yeah see the only way i and really like them is too. to roast them and, move and put the bacon and the maybe the little sherry in there and stuff yeah, and yeah, you're just, you're good. doctoring them up so much where they don't they're not even healthier yeah, they're better anymore, um, i hate
0: i couldn't stand them when i was little um and i, yeah, I think that's probably most kids but i think when uh when you're you know when you, you when you do doctor them up and you get all the things that you like I mean you put butter in most anything in the south it, it's it's good it's gonna make it good
1: that's what just popped in my head and I have not really eaten this in several years a couple of years ago don't look like it now did this whole 30 diet thing which what you do for 30 days no dairy no no uh, bread no processed food no sugar I'm out all <laughs> the stuff Even certain, even certain proteins were off limits on this thing, and now you drop weight like crazy. Oh, I can't imagine. But you are eating every fruit and vegetable known to man because it's like it's it's paleo except a little worse is basically what it is. And cauliflower Mm -hmm. stayed on there. I'll tell you what we did with it. It was a added some garlic in it and mashed it to where you tried to make it taste like a mashed potato. And you could get sort of close because there was so much garlic and clarified much, butter in there mm-hmm. and stuff. Because if you had butter, it had to be clarified. Right. If you did that, you could sort of kind of do it. Is it just a, com, a completely a useless ingredient? That, or is there something for cauliflower that makes sense that I should actually use this, this vegetable I think pour? a lot
0: of people, what you just made is pretty much baby food. Hey, it was okay, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's it was, good. It's pure, but in the chef's world, we call it pureed cauliflower. And it sounds fancier on the plate, you know. Um, it was it was
1: makeshift mashed potatoes.
0: Yeah, it really and well, it, it looks good. I think if you get it, if you get it mashed up enough and it's kind of pure and, and nice and smooth, you know, we'll do a nice line of that with uh, some scallops. It goes really great with scallops, um, you know. And I like whole cauliflower blanched. Um, really? Yeah, blanched and then kind of cooled down and sauteed with just in your. Um, you can do cauliflower casserole. You can do it with, uh, you know, cauliflower polonaise, which is with uh, crushed uh, cooked eggs. Like do a whole, cook your cauliflower, cool it down, put it aside. Take your um, your 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 uh, boiled egg, crush those up, parmesan, and a little bit of clarified butter. Um, mix your butter and your whole egg together and your parm layer your cauliflower in your cast iron skillet we'll go, we'll go that route since always the show. yeah um we'll layer that put the egg and the the egg mix with the cheese on top and bake that in your oven reheat it and you can kind of scoop it right out it's an awesome dish i think it looks really good it's got that kind of brown crust on top and it makes it i mean it's that's a good one i like that dish mm-hmm.
1: a lot the other food hack that i lived off of is because we did tons of lettuce wrap burgers and different things stay away from the Mm -hmm. bread and the side item was take some carrots shave them into fry like things salt pepper a little olive oil throw them in the oven and roast Mm. them yeah you can trick your mind into thinking it is a sweet potato fry yeah sort of you can kind you, of you, you can, can trick you dip your that mind. in honey
0: or something and make it a little you probably could yeah.
1: maybe I'd have to go back and look at the rules but yeah is that in the rule yeah I,
0: did you drop a pretty good bit of weight or what
1: 30 days I dropped 18 pounds wow that's, yeah. that's pretty impressive but you're miserable
0: not happy guy
1: unsweet tea which you drink anyway I don't I don't drink, I really, don't, I really <laughs> don't drink sweet tea but unsweet tea black coffee water mm. and then ate those things no alcohol no the beer sugars. thing you got me there
0: I don't know if I could do that either
1: yeah. yeah it's, it's 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 handy. But what I was doing though was moving them to carrots a little bit. Yeah, carrots, yeah. Uh it seems like the thing that most people just have on the little tray with the ranch and they eat them or whatever, but I have a feeling you can get a little more creative or inventive with those than maybe people, a lot of people do. I think so.
0: You know, carrots we do I get the uh at the store they also have baby carrots with the tops, yeah. um, which look really cool. Like back to the blanching method we do that and we have it on the side we have a flat top that we blacken and we or we put chili powder and sear those off whole put it on the plate they look really nice you know everybody does the honey carrots with the uh you know with basic items or in your any stew that you make i love carrots and that i think pureed carrots are good you know again back to the baby food thing but if you call it pureed carrot it looks cool you could do you could do one side of pureed carrot one side of pureed uh, cauliflower on the same plate with your little orange little white it got yeah some. it'll look really cool that'll be a pretty hot item to do for your girlfriend or or anybody at a dinner party I think would look really neat um, a good way to do that is to puree your carrot up put it into a ziploc bag after it's done then do your cauliflower into another ziploc bag then add them into one whole ziploc bag cut the end off and you can pipe it like a piping bag mm-hmm. and it'll pipe out the same color uh, it'll pipe out a red and a white color at the same time on your plate like That's you're cool. mashed potatoes. Um, and it'll look really neat. It looks cool. We do that for some weddings and such, you know, just for, you know, it's it, it, it tastes great. But the the you eat with your eyes a lot. You know, a lot of bigger parties and banquets, they, they do. Because half the time, you know, you get to a wedding, people have, you know, kind of had a lot to drink by then. And they're just hungry. But when they see that, they're like, wow, this is great. Let's take a picture goes on instagram or go somewhere get more business you know you, you want stuff to look good you want it to look good taste good a lot of people just kind of throw stuff together and hey it looks great and doesn't taste good and i've been to a lot of restaurants like that or they
1: don't put enough on there you know it sounds stupid but because you, you're always I mean, even from the very beginning you're gonna be worried about customer incline and whatnot but have you noticed maybe more intent or more focus on presentation with the whole instagram world now and things where I, the food does seem to translate think, as a production
0: yeah i mean I, we take picture, a lot of pictures here the, sh- the cooks doing stuff i think you know food as a chef it's it's art you know it's in the category of art you know i mean i think you sit there you want to make your plate look pretty you know but i'm one to, it looks great but i want it to taste good you know that it's it's hard to get double the, the whole the, the same thing um yeah i think you know with any kind of social media i'm not gonna put you know uh you know Garbage plate on, take a picture and put it online. You know, I want it to look good, um, and that goes for the the protein, the vegetable, the starch, the dessert. Anything we're doing, the salad. You want to make the salad look good. You know, not just throw it together. I think we try to do different items each week because we do a salad with each entree. You know, like I think a couple weeks ago we had the radish in there. Um, we make uh, croutons from scratch a lot of times. Just to, it just tastes better, you know. And people notice that. It doesn't. It t- costs me nothing really to make that. And labor-wise, it doesn't take any time. But in the long run, when you walk out there and somebody says, "Oh man, I love this crouton," it's a little. It took me a little bit of work to do that, but they remember that when they left. You know, same with making it look good um, on the plate. They remember how it looks, how it tastes, the service. You know, if, you, if one night your service is kind of slacking and your food is phenomenal, don't you forget about the service a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, back to the vegetable thing, I think, you know, colors on, on plates. You know, getting the right plate. We have a long plates, square plates, triangles. I think you, we use, you know, bigger items on bigger plates so we can have more room to, to do the art, you know, to make that look nice.
1: I mentioned how to fake people into mashed potatoes. How do I keep a potato from being just completely boring? as well, in some just, a little different just yeah i mean everybody does you know okay mash or here's, here's a roasted one out there in the oven for 10 minutes what, yeah what, what, what know, i love
0: scallop potatoes i think those are good they take a little time those are they're easy they're classic um you know as a mashed potato i like to add different kinds of cheeses in there you know gouda always goes well and when, when you're when you're, when you're whipping it yeah and i like you know on the heavy cream wise you want to heat that add it in there salt and pepper i think a basic whipped potato with your KitchenAid. um your KitchenAid attachment, or with a, um, um, just, you know, with your regular whisk, but I like to add different, we'll do blue cheese, Gouda, we'll, um, we'll pipe them out, kind of similar to what we talked about with the carrots, we'll do a purple sweet potato, a white potato, and a regular sweet potato, and we'll add those different bags into one big bag, and cut that, and pipe it onto a table, a plate, and you have those cool colors, and then all your veggies, and then your nice piece of fish or like we're getting, I think I'm getting flank steak in this week. So we're going to use that. Um, So those are cool ideas to do. I think that you can do at home. Everybody has a Ziploc bag. Everybody has a pair of scissors and everybody can get potatoes.
1: Just do the flavors meld. Okay. Yeah, they're really cool.
0: I think it, you know, they make, they have now this year, I had purple sweet potatoes, white sweet potato and a um, orange or yellow sweet potato. Um, And, that each have a little different... The purple one was was interesting. We added a little bit of the white, like regular potato into the purple, and it gave it a nice... um, Gave it kind of a nice fluff flavor to it, and uh, it looked really cool on the plate. I mean, you get purple and then get some nice snap beans are in season right now. You get some of those on there with a nice um, big 14-ounce bone-in pork chop or, you know, some type of uh, halibut or or whatever you want to do. I mean, that, that stuff... You know, again, eating with your eyes and then it's appealing and then once you start eating it, it's good. So
1: Are you a huge green bean guy?
0: I do like green beans. Yeah. It I, seems I just like every up.
1: time something gets brought over somewhere or you're doing something, green beans end up ends up being that vegetable that just everybody does kind of the same way and yeah, puts in the pot thing. and it's whatever.
0: I like cooking green beans a lot like we do um, the Brussels sprouts too with the bacon and the brown sugar. I like them a little sweet sometimes. Um, just growing up in Mississippi, you know, my, my granddad had a uh, farm, and we, I remember sitting there doing, uh, doing green beans every day, just plucking the ends off over and over and over. And then, you know, they canned them for years and had those canned um, that we would eat. You know, they'd do Sunday lunch. And then they would do Wednesday lunch every every week growing up, so they would always have all those fresh products, and I think that got me on the vegetable train pretty good. Um, just eating—it's nothing like a fresh vegetable out of the garden. I mean, it, it's it's hard to beat, especially your own garden that you did from scratch. You planted it, you got it, you made it, you prepared it. I mean, there's there's really there's nothing better, I don't think, and it's it, it's satisfying. I mean, you see that somebody do that from. From start to finish and then you say i had all you guys over and fed you guys and this last year we had a garden for the country club and we used a lot of the product in here and people loved it and i kn- we started that from we didn't buy it anywhere we made it you know mm-hmm. we grew it we we did it and everybody loved it you a broccoli guy you know i do like broccoli i like uh, i like broccoli casserole yeah you know, it's just a classic <laughs> yeah whatever yeah. it's kind of broccoli casserole i like I do like the, the polonaise that I talked about earlier with the cauliflower. You can mm-hmm. do that with broccoli really good. Or just cast with back the onions, cast iron broccoli is really good. Just take it. Um, again, cook, blanch it, cool it down. Get your uh, skillet, your uh, cast iron really hot with oil. Put, layer that with your broccoli. And then either whatever cheese you like, we did a little bit of uh, just some smoky cheddar over the top. Put that in the oven. And to get broccoli and cheese is a great combo, and that's without all the cream and all that stuff. And then it just has a nice crust to it, and it tastes like it's out of the oven in your cast iron skillet. It's a little different.
1: I know I like it, so what I will do is order it and just eat it all immediately first. So then I enjoy the rest of the meal. Yeah. You can just scarf yeah. it down, and you then do you get anything else is, is what. Do you eat all? Do you eat one thing at a time? No, I
0: used to when I was, when I was younger. Did you? you yeah. Do you separate it into each yeah, little it, spots? Yeah. You could just give me the, the, almost
1: the little tray. I have to thing. do that quite
0: a bit sometimes. I have to put really? one thing on each plate, yeah, for people.
1: And that's not for kids. <laughs> I'm just curious. What's the weirdest request you get?
0: Um, you know, I get a lot of dietary stuff just because we have, you know, members that are 60-plus. I get a lot
1: of – People allergic to tomatoes?
0: Yeah, well, I get Chase parm allergic to tomatoes, but I also get, you know, gluten. Um, I get, you know, I think the weirdest um, – i've had to actually take a a guy he couldn't eat anything solid so he told me to get his hamburger and a grilled cheese and put it all into a blender and add water and just zip it up and um this was cooked everything cooked into my blender zipped it up into like pretty much a food milkshake it was i don't even want i hate bringing it up that sounds disgusting It it wasn't pretty um it had a weird a grilled cheese and a hamburger yeah he wanted both he's like i like the cheese part and i like the toast but i was like all right i said this is your thing i'll do whatever did that put it in it wouldn't fit into one cup i had to do it in two different beer beer mugs actually he drank it out of that it was oh it was strange and that that's been a while i haven't seen him around much but um <laughs> that was that was definitely a, probably one of the weirdest things i've done here um for sure
1: yeah, I was gonna ask you plating wise. That would have to win.
0: I, just, I can't. I just put it in a beer mug, two beer mugs. I put it on a plate, and 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 we luckily he was kind of sitting in the corner of the room. Nobody had to see it, he, <laughs> but it was kind drank of gross. It? He 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 pretty much drank it. He had a spoon too, but he did both. It, it 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 was tough. I didn't watch it. I just put it out there, and I I did not want to see it in action at all. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, it's rough. That's kind of probably the grossest thing we've said on this podcast right now, ever. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to forget that now. That's the only yeah, thing. I'm that sure I'm a lot of people can, won't now. <laughs> <laughs> but you do that. You know, a lot of the older like veteran homes and stuff like that that have you know the nursing homes. There's a lot of that going on. Um, and you know, some thing, It's probably not that intense, but some people won't just basic like a pancake and milk pureed up which mm-hmm. you know i don't know if that would be too weird it'd probably look weird but you know it's like for breakfast they'll have to have that just for getting it down the way they um, just the like their throat or the way they have to eat you know their age um, but this guy wasn't that old that was the thing it wasn't like he was 100 you know it was in the 60s
1: you mentioned earlier we're talking about the the fried green tomato arugula people see it in the store a lot obviously it's got a little little peppery taste to it what, what what's the what, what's kind of the profile of that what would it be used for kind of kind of just give me a, a, a basic presentation of arugula
0: arugula i like um you know a lot of people do them in salads um a lot so that's kind of uh, you know the basic stuff i like them sauteed you know with a little pepper salt a little white wine to kind of finish it at the end um you could even do you know we do cream spinach with the cream cheese you could do the arugula like that instead of spinach um, and cook that down and, and do like a souffle, um, you know, with arugula. I mean, there's a hundred different things. A lot of people do it on their, you, know, you go to an Italian restaurant, you're doing the, the, the chicken parm will have, some of them will have a pile of arugula on top that, you know, mm-hmm. it's just pounds of it. Um, Toss in lemon, just a little lemon vinaigrette right on top of your, you know, thin thinly sliced fried piece of chicken and. A little bit of marinara, then the arugula on top, and pizza too. Yeah, I think pizza goes well with pizza. Did you jump on
1: the kale train with everybody else last um, year when that became the, the the vegetable du jour a few
0: years ago? Yeah, it was big. Just a lot of people wanting to do the the baked kale in the oven, like and the chips. It. Yeah, the chips. And I'm gonna be honest, I could not stand it. I try, I ate it, and it just got so so bitter. I mean, it was just like I couldn't get the taste out of my mouth for a while mm-hmm. after it was like I liked it better uncooked. Like I liked it sauteed. I didn't like it chipped wise because it just it. Because what you're it talking, it's just we're
1: just talking about salt, pepper, maybe a little oil, it, and did in the a oven. Little, I think roast apple cider it.
0: vinegar is what you toss it in at the end to get a, kind of the bite. down. but man, maybe I did it wrong. But I thought I did it what they said. But I just I just did not like the the. It just had that taste. I had to I had to drink like eight cups of coffee, I believe, after to just get that. Because I
1: knew a lot of people there. that would just put it in bags and carry it around in their yeah. in their purse or wherever. Well, you do speed. like
0: you know smoothies um with kale or or any kind of uh um any kind of like uh you know i'm probably going to get into that once we get up in the new clubhouse you know doing smoothies for after workouts and things like that and i'm sure that'll be a big one uh with kale and any of that i mean it blueberries you know they're so popular too you can mix those two things together um i don't know i'm just not a huge huge fan but i do cook it here people like it so it's just a little too bitter for me um, and I, and I like bitter beer and all that stuff. I just, I don't know. It just stuck with me for so long.
1: So we get kind of close to the end. Give me one. Give me one vegetable recipe. What's my go-to as we uh, final ball here? One vegetable
0: recipe. Yeah, pick
1: your favorite. Whatever you want.
0: Uh, caught me off guard there. Yeah. Um, I'll do that. Well, let me think. I don't know. I, you know, I like. I'm honestly, I like straight up letting the vegetable do all the talk you know I like cooking veggies like whole vegetables like radishes and carrots and I like uh and um they there I like um doing um you know any kind of you know one vegetable that I can saute or that I've grown that I have that I could do just from scratch without mixing anything I want the vegetable to be all all you know to do all the talk um I do love fried green tomatoes. I think they're pretty good. Um, you know, anything fried is pretty good. We've, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd, there's, I could go on for hours about that. You know, I love onions, so anything with onions. I like green onions. I do love, uh, once we get the grill in the new clubhouse, a nice grilled scallions um, and then make that into a pesto, mm-hmm. into a sauce. Man, that tastes so good on a steak. Just like, use
1: it like you would anything else. And yeah,
0: and just and, – you know mix it up in your food processor um after you grill them they got this great flavor and then pour that over your uh your new york strip as like a chimichurri sauce you know, you know even basic stuff like that um and i like mushrooms um you know i think anything with a uh you know it, it's stuffed you know lbs all those stuffed mushrooms are great i think um, I like casseroles, sad to say. I mean, I grew up with it, so they're kind of fun to eat you yeah. know, when they eat them. I think you can eat too many of them, which you've probably had that issue. But I think, you know, they're good if you do them right, if you do a little something different, you know.
1: Yeah, let's not do sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows every yeah, single day. I don't but need let's... that.
0: You know, I like to change it up. I love scalloped potatoes. I like um, I like any kind of potato, that's for sure, any starch. I like. I do love corn mox shoe um you know with the peppers and the cream and sauteed yeah. um and i like you know we talked earlier with the cauliflower and stuff i like the pureed stuff i think that's it looks cool for me as a as a chef and it also it tastes good and it goes well together with everything
1: yeah so l- l- let the vegetable be the be, be the focal be point the, and get a food processor it'll help you out i think that's, in a lot of different ways
0: oh man you, i use that thing twice a week or twice a day I really do. We use it whether it be you know, pesto or doing the puree anything, stuff or anything. You know, sauces, uh, romanesca. I mean, you can mm-hmm. name it a hundred things. I could use it for. And a KitchenAid. You know, I know they're a little pricey, but a nice KitchenAid. And if you can get a, there's so many attachments to that that you can make so many things with that item. Is I think it's the, it's, it's the best thing to have in your kitchen at home. I mean, you could get the pasta attachment. You could get the meat grinder. You could make your own sausage. You could mm-hmm. do your potatoes. You could you know puree up stuff in that mashed potatoes i mean it's there's so many good options and i like a good salad i mean that 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 right there that all your veggies can do the talking in that too Mm. if you blanch a couple things like your radishes and your turnips and your you know making your croutons and and doing some kind of cheese and and a nice lettuce you know these all these new trucks that come by they all make have their own lettuce there's nothing like fresh grown lettuce out of the garden i mean it's there's nothing crispier than that
1: so Mm. Thanks for listening to today's talk about vegetables here on Cast the Iron Table and the MPW Digital Network. Didn't tell you the leading the of the show, but thanks to everybody who's used our Amazon click-through link. If you have not, on the front of Rebel Grove, RebelGrove.com on the right-hand rail or every content item, you can also uh, use that link for your Amazon purchases. You still get Prime, Pantry, Marketplace, all the different things at no cost to you whatsoever. We would appreciate that. You can put it on your home screen for your phone. It turns into an app. And all those things. So, again, check us out on Twitter, all of our other shows. Again, you can search MPW Digital on iTunes or the iOS app. I totally
0: forgot about okra. That's probably the best thing in the world. (laughs) Fried okra, there's nothing better.
1: You could almost do an entire show about okra. There's enough stuff. Maybe we'll save that. Save save okra for... for for, uh, No, no, you're good. We'll we'll, we'll get to okra in a uh, soon when Everybody loves that including one of the best mascots in the world with Delta State and with their boxing gloves it on. Cool. So we will, uh, we'll talk okra on a show soon. Again, some more guests, more different things. So, again, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.